0: Hello everyone, I'm Michael Martinez, and welcome to my Sports Pack 12 podcast show. For your first-time listeners, let me give you a little bit of my sports background. My during my playing days back in the day. I played my college football at UCLA where I was a defensive nose tackle. I was also drafted by the Los Angeles Angels out of high school, where I was a catcher, but they drafted me as a pitcher. And I've been working in radio now for a number of years in different various venues. Throughout the years. So that's a little bit of my sports background during my playing days back in the day and I look forward to doing my monthly podcast show here on Sports Pac-12 and I hope you'll join me on a monthly basis. On my my podcast I'll be talking about a wide range of topics related to Pac-12 football and basketball with an emphasis on UCLA sports and other Pac-12 topics I find interesting that I want to discuss with you in greater detail as the year goes on and I hope you'll get involved and I hope you'll join me on a monthly basis. I welcome any questions or comments you might have regarding the show. All you need to do is go to sportspac12.com, click down the uh, contact us drop drop down button and send me your questions or comments and I'll get back to you as quickly as possible with my response. So having said that, let's get started. Today's main topic uh, will be be regarding the Pac-12 conference but not directly the Pac-12 conference and you, you may ask, well, what do you mean by that? Well, the the topic I'll be discussing will be indirectly related to the Pac-12 conference about two individuals uh, that used to be in the Pac-12 that have now gone on to different conferences and made a major impact in their opening weekend of, of uh, college football play. That being Mike Leach, the former Washington State Cougars head coach, former Texas Tech Raider, Red Raiders head coach, and now the new current Head football coach for the Mississippi State Bulldogs in the SEC. Just a tremendous feat with that Mike Leach did in his opening game in the SEC. Opening game, opening appearance um, last weekend against LSU. Last year's national champions. This year's preseason ranked number six. The uh, Mississippi Bulldogs went into LSU and basically took down last year's national champions. 44 to 34, with a tremendous, tremendous, uh, tremendous uh, performance. But before we get into that in greater detail, I want to talk about a subject matter, that uh, topic of interest that I want to share with you. That it's been uh, great news, great news for um, for Pac-12 alumni, Pac-12 fans, anybody, and anybody, and everybody who loves the Pac-12, and that is uh, Commissioner Larry Scott of the Pac-12 announced on September 24th that um, there will be a fall football season for the Pac-12. That's right. The season's going to start in the fall. It's it's um, it's slated to start on November 6th. You know, there was a lot of speculation whether or not there was going to be a football season at all. And then the Pac-12 and the Big Ten decided to... Uh, uh, put off their decision until January of 2021 and decide then whether or not there would even have a spring football season, but they had pretty much all had decided they weren't going to go forward with a fall football season. Um, uh, but that'll change. That'll change in a matter of a month because that would, that decision was made in August that they were not going to start, uh, have a fall football season. Uh, so you ask what changed? Why did the, uh, what, what uh, made things uh, different? Well, there was a at least for the Big Ten, there was a phone call from the president of the United States um, to the Big Ten commissioner, Mr. Warren, and shortly thereafter, about a week or so after that conversation, um, the Big Ten changed direction. They decided to uh, to go forward with a uh, with a fall football season, in um, on September 16th. Uh, Mr. Warren made a statement and said that uh, the fall football season would start for the Big Ten on October 24th. So, uh, (laughs) hey, stranger things have happened, right? Now is on September 16th. Well, shortly thereafter, about seven or eight days after that, uh, Larry Scott from the Pac-12 changed his mind. And on September 24th, he made an announcement that the Pac-12 would go forward with their football season... This fall, beginning on November 6th. So, hey, it's all good news, regardless of how it all evolved and what changed their mind. And I know that with the Pac-12, at least, the uh, the partnership that the Pac-12 has created with Quindell uh, Testing Company, where they've come out with a, with a device, with a mechanism where they could test players, coaches, anybody else affiliated with the program on a daily basis for uh, COVID-19 um, daily and have the results within a day. So that was huge, uh, on, on impact on the Pac-12 deciding to go forward, uh, with an earlier start season, uh, for the football season. When they finalized that deal with that Quindell testing, a diagnostic testing company, it really made a, a it was a game changer. It was a game changer for the Pac-12 and every Pac-12 team has a, has a device, has a machine and, uh, has been delivered to every, every team. It was delivered by the end of September so, so they're all up and running. I'm sure that was a huge difference in the uh, in the decision making process for Larry Scott in the Pac-12. Now, it'll be a 6 game season for the Pac-12, possible 7th game, and uh, the title game, the Pac-12 Conference Championship game is slated to play be played on December 18th. Reason why they have constructed this format is because Larry Scott has stated that by, by setting it up like this, it allows the league to be considered, and I emphasize considered, for a spot in the college football playoff tournament. So this is why may um, had a major impact on Larry Scott's decision and how he structured the, uh, the league in a six-game, seven-game format. Now, the uh, schedule is supposed to be coming out this weekend, which will be the weekend of the 3rd and 4th. On a, tomorrow on Saturday, so the schedule is supposed to be coming out that weekend. Who will be playing who, and where, and when? So uh, that's all been it's uh, all in place, and uh, it's going to be a very good thing for for Pac-12 football. A very good thing. Uh, there was a strong speculation that they weren't even going to play football, uh, even come January t- 2021 when they were going to reconvene and decide whether to have a spring football season. There was strong speculation that even wasn't going to happen. So. Uh, uh, Stranger things have happened. It's all good. You know, during the vote, the PAC 12 committee vote, um, when they took the vote, uh, it was seven to five in favor of starting the football season in November. There were five teams that dissented, that were not in favor in starting the football season in the fall, in November. And those five teams were UCLA, Stanford, Cal. Washington and the Colorado Buffaloes. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of uh, that's kind of different, huh? Those five teams have dissented for whatever their reasons were. Nobody really knows what their reasons were; they wouldn't stated. But the vote was seven to five in favor of starting the season. Now, interesting enough, in that scenario, two teams um, I'm sure had a major impact on the decision to go forward with the start starting in the fall, and that was the University of Utah. Okay, the University of Utah threatened to leave the Pac-12. And there was a scuttlebutt that they were considering trying to get into into the Big 12. Now, whether it was just for the year or to leave the Pac-12 for good is, uh, who knows. But uh, they threatened to leave the Pac-12. Another team that uh, threatened to do something as well was SC. SC threatened to go independent for the year. Just step out of the Pac-12 and go independent so two major teams in the pac-12 two major influences of course utah was the uh, uh north uh north uh, champions last year um you know uh excuse me, not north uh, south champions last year the north champions were the oregon ducks utah played oregon in the Pac-12 championship last year. And of course, the Oregon Ducks took him down. But Utah has really blossomed into being one of the powerhouses of the Pac-12 over the past four or five years under the head coach, Kyle Whittingham. He's done a a tremendous, tremendous job there, he and his staff. And he's really brought that program up, um, uh, in, in, a, in a big way and they're one of the better teams in the Pac-12 and have been for the past few years so the threat of them leaving I'm sure opened up some people's eyes and then of course SC is SC not only do they have the Pac-12 uh, reputation but they've got the national brand being the USC that strong tradition of football so I'm sure that uh, those two teams threatening to leave the conference well, you know, opened some people's eyes and uh, nonetheless um, you know, the decision was to start in November November 6th and uh, that'll be the start of the football season, and that's just great news. It was so people were so leery as to whether or not they would even have a season. It was it was really touch and go there for a long time. Uh, so uh, uh, great things happened in a matter of a month. It's all good, and uh, there will be a a, a a fall football season for the Pac-12, as I said, beginning on November 6th. Now, uh, there has been. You know, the reason to, to, to structure that six-game season with a possible seventh game that Larry Scott has done uh, to be so that they can be considered for the uh, spot in the college football playoff tournament. Now, uh, you know, I think that's wishful thinking. In my opinion, the only team that's possibly can be considered for the uh, college football playoff tournament as we speak are the Oregon Ducks last year's Pac-12 conference champions as i said earlier they took down the Utah Utes for the for the uh, conference championship game i think they're the only team that's really viable to, to be considered you got a, a, a great st- coaching staff under Mario Cristobal he's done a tremendous job there in a short period of time he's uh, continues to recruit like he did when he was an assistant coach at alabama in the sec just a tr- very strong one of the strongest uh, uh recruiting uh coaches in the country has been from day one and he uh he has that his his coaching staff reflects the same type of effort and results so and they've got the talent so in my view the only team that would be a possible threat or uh, possibility of getting into that college football tournament would be the oregon ducks going forward now Having said that, I think there might be possibly another team. Uh, the only other team I think that kind of gets within that range, okay, in my view, uh, for the 2020-2021 season, will be the USC Trojans. SC uh, comes back strong. with a, They have a lot of starters on both sides of the ball. More importantly, they probably got one of the best quarterbacks in the country, the young quarterback, Pac-12 freshman uh, player of the year. Offensive Player of the Year, and that is uh, Kedon, uh, Keaton Slovis, just a tremendous talent at the quarterback position. Uh, I think that with him and then with, with all the returning stars on offense and defense, SCA will be a very strong contender. And uh, Coach Clay Helton has revamped the entire coaching staff, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So, uh, and he's recruiting strong again. He's recruiting extremely uh, strong like like USC have passed. So I think USC could also be a possible possible contender for the uh, college football tournament consideration especially since with this abbreviated football season going six games possibly seven games I mean you know teams you know a team can go undefeated SC can go undefeated they have the talent and the capability to go undefeated uh, or can, can possibly go undefeated uh, so it's very uh, it's in my view those are the really two possible teams that are possibly be considered for the college football tournament now having said that I think there the real dark horse, in my opinion, there is a dark horse that could sneak in there, and that dark horse for me is the Arizona State Sun Devils, under the tremendous head coaching job that Coach Herm Edwards has done, going into his third year, at uh, uh, with the the Sun Devils, he's done a tremendous job. He's taken the team to two bowl games in a row, two winning seasons in a row. He's really upgraded the uh, the recruiting. For the Sun Devils, and they are—they're a tough team. They're—they're loaded with talent. He's got a great coaching staff, a lot of former NFL coaches there, and uh, I. But I think the strongest piece of his equation, in my view, is at the quarterback position. Now, I just mentioned Keaton Slovis as being one of the best young quarterbacks in the country, and undoubtedly he is, without you know, without a doubt. But in my view. Uh, possibly the best quarterback in the Pac-12 and one of the best young quarterbacks in the country as well is uh, young Jaden Daniels, another uh, Southern California product. He started as a true freshman for the Sun Devils. He had a tremendous year. He's got all the measurables, 6'3", 6'4". He's got a big, strong arm, extremely accurate. And as a true freshman, he he threw less than five interceptions last year. Great decision-making. Uh, but the thing, in my view, that may, that, that separates him from Keaton, Keaton Slovis is his athleticism. Uh, Jaden Daniels has, can extend plays with his legs. He is a great athlete, good speed, long strider, and can really hurt you when he breaks out of the pocket if you don't contain him. Unlike Slovis, who has a tremendous arm, very accurate, and of course he's under the tutelage of that, uh, of that uh, offense led by offensive coordinator Graham Harrell. Uh, They just uh, talk about productivity and he really flourishes in that type of offense. But I still, my my pick would still be Jaden Daniels. I think he's a phenomenal talent and because of his running ability and his ability to hurt you with his legs, I'm going to pick him over Keaton Slovis is for being the best quarterback in the Pac-12. And I think if there's a dark horse long shot uh, because of the abbreviated season, uh, they could, uh, you know, they can get on a roll and they can, who knows, very they can very well go undefeated in the Pac-12 too and sneak into that uh, consideration for the college football tournament. So those are my three teams uh, that I would think might be have a good chance of being considered. Oregon being the top team, SC second, and of course, as I said, Arizona State Sun Devils, a strong dark horse contender. So we'll see. We'll see how it all rolls out, but more importantly, I think uh, it's great that we're going to have a season starting November 6th, and uh, everybody's chomping at the bit for college football in the pac 12 and it'll be exciting. It'll be an exciting year. So let's move on to the subject subject at hand, the main topic, which was the Mississippi State Bulldogs. And under the tutelage and new leadership of Mike Leach, the former Washington State Cougar head coach, as I said earlier, they took the, they walked into LSU, into Death Valley, and, and upset the uh, one of the major upsets in recent memory in college football, taking down the last year's national champs. LSU Tigers and this year's preseason number ranked number 16 LSU Tigers under Ed Orgeron took them down 44 to 34 and what a tremendous tremendous win what a great game I don't know if any of you watched it but it was was exciting it was hard-hitting and boy I tell you what Mike Leach's air raid offense which was much maligned okay Uh, especially in the SEC you know Mike Leach you know he's been considered for a number of big spots before he took the Washington State position in fact, uh, when the UCLA spot came open before they hired Chip Kelly, uh, you know Mike Leach, he showed interest, showed interest in coming, wanting to come to UCLA. But you know, the higher ups supposedly poo-pooed it. And, uh, you know, Mike Leach is kind of quirky personality. You know, he has somewhat controversial in his past, especially when he – the situation at Texas Tech. Uh, But he's a winner. He's won wherever he's been, wherever he's coached. He has exciting offenses. They set records across – he has set records every place he's been with that offense, that air raid offense. And um, there was even speculation before University of Tennessee – hired their most most recent coach Jeremy Pruitt that uh, Mike Leach had expressed interest wanting to come to Tennessee and wanting to get in the SEC but supposedly the rumor was that the fan base was adamantly against a Mike Leach coming to the University of Tennessee and the SEC and bring his his uh you know his uh fly-by-night air raid offense to a, a pounding ground uh uh, type of offenses that they that they uh, run it in the sec and just and are so proud of of executing so supposedly people poo-pooed it and uh didn't even give mike leach a consideration for the university of tennessee head coaching spot when it opened up and therefore they hired jeremy pruitt but uh, so where does that leave uh mike leach that leaves mike leach a, a winner as he's always been like i said he took the spot at mississippi state and uh <laughs> you know mike leach before that that the uh, before the victory against LSU, Mike Leach throughout his almost 20-year uh, head coaching job career, had never beat a top-10 foe on the road. Never. That's the first time he's ever beaten a top-10 opponent on the road. Was a few last weekend against the LSU Tigers. So uh, that's quite a feat. And, and overall, in his almost 20-year uh, head coaching job record, uh, Mike Leach is only 6 and 20 against uh, top 10 teams. So he didn't bode well playing against uh, top-notch teams in his head coaching career. Uh, But boy, he sure stepped it up big time against Mississippi State, uh, taking him down 44-34. Just a great game and uh, exciting. And it was a few records were set. And uh, it was just so so good to see Mike Leach uh, come to the fore and show those SEC uh, poo-bahs that, yeah, I'm Mike Leach. Yeah, and I come with this air raid offense. It's kind of a, you know... um, they call gimmicky well all it does is win and he showed him uh he showed lsu and as Ed orgeron the head coach at lsu said boy we just couldn't keep up with those guys we just couldn't keep up with them uh it's a unique offense it's a unique type of approach it's been uh it's been honed and perfected by mike leach when he started way back in the day in his coaching in his coaching career when he began it with hell mummy uh when he began his coaching career At uh, Iowa Wesleyan in in the 89 to 91 under Hal Mummy. Hal Mummy was the head coach and they devised this air raid offense. And then they went on to Valdosta. Valdosta from 92 to 96. Valdosta State, he would. Helm Mummy took the head job there. Mike Leach followed him as his offensive coordinator. And then Helm Mummy went on to Kentucky in 97 and 98, where Mike Leach once again was his offensive coordinator. And they really perfected that, that, uh, that air raid offense. And Mike Leach, of course, has continued to keep that in his arsenal as his staple offense. And uh, boy, has he produced the results. Has he produced the kind of record breaking offenses that. Uh, that that type of offense can only, uh, can only produce under Mike Leach. You know, he, he, he kind of reminds you, know, they call him the pirate, Mike Leach. I call him the mad professor. Because you watch Mike Leach on the sidelines, he doesn't have these long, uh, you know, boards with color-coded uh, schemes and color-coded plays and offenses and, and players. All he's got is a little five-by-eight card, and he's standing there on the sidelines with his little pen or pencil. And he's scribbling on this little card, and he's looking up at the game. He looks down at his little card. He yell, you know, he makes signals out to the field, and and that's all he does. And, and he looks like the mad professor there on the sidelines. I love it. I think the guy's great. He is just, he just has a system down there to perfection. And he's learned it over the years well under his, like I said, under Hal, under Hal Mummy, when they began at uh, Iowa Wesleyan back in 89 and continued through till now. So Mike Leach was just uh, just off the charts against uh, against the LSU uh, Bulldogs. Another noteworthy uh, Pac-12 related um, uh, uh something I want to talk about was the performance of uh, a former Stanford University uh, starting quarterback, uh, a young man, a uh, Orange County California product, a young man by the name of K.J. Costello. K.J. had a record-breaking day. He was a grad transfer. He, there were a lot of uh, big-time programs throughout the country who wanted his services. He chose to go with, with uh, Mike Leach and the Mississippi State Bulldogs. And uh, you know he has seen what Mike Leach has done with quarterbacks in the past, especially with the type of offense that Mike Leach has. And KJ being a big-time quarterback with a big-time arm, ext- extremely intelligent, very accurate, mobile enough for a big guy, six four, six five. And he had all. Once again, he too has all the measurables. He decided to take, you know, roll the dice with Mike Leach in the, the Mississippi State Bulldogs and to play in the in the SEC. And boy, was he just just. Just tremendous that day against LSU. Set a record. He was 36 of 60 for five touchdowns, 623 yards. Okay. That was a record setting day. 623 yards passing by KJ Costello in the Mississippi State Bulldogs. He broke a record of 27 years ago that was set in 1993 by Eric Zier. University of Georgia quarterback. Then he threw for a record 544 yards against uh, Southern Mississippi, and when they beat him 54-24, and he set the SEC record back in 1993 for a single-game passing record. 27 years ago. So what does KJ Costello do? He comes in from day one, transferring from a different conference. Uh, not familiar with the SEC, how they do things, getting familiarized with Mike Leach's offense in one year. And out of the gate, he sets a record. He sets the SEC record with 623 yards passing and five touchdowns. He also broke a, a uh, Mississippi State Bulldog record for a quarterback, breaking Dak Prescott's record of 508 yards in one game versus when they played University of Arkansas back in 2015 of course, Dak Prescott now is the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, so he uh, – K.J. Costello was just uh, – he was just in, impeccable. Just a tremendous performance by that young man. Great game and uh, set some records. And uh, it was just a performance uh, uh, to be admired and be respected. It was a, a great win for the Mississippi State Bulldogs and Mike Leach and his team. First time out of the gate. You know, Mike Leach um, – in his air raid offense, has been much maligned as being real gimmicky, you know. Just uh, you know, it really can't win the big one, and uh, you know this. You know, in fact, in fact, the last time Mississippi State has won at LSU, okay, was on November 26th, 1991, when then head coach of Mississippi State, Jackie Sherrill, took down LSU. That's the last time that a Mississippi State Bulldog team won. At LSU, now LSU. I mean, you talk about home and being strong. They have only lost twice since 2009. LSU has only lost twice since 2009 at home. They're 35 and two, and their only two losses were to two ranked number one teams at the time. In 2009, they lost to then number ranked Florida, and in 2012, they lost to then ranked number one Alabama. That's it, folks. That's it. Thirty-five and two since 2009, and the only two losses were the were the were to two number one ranked teams. So, Alice, you can at, at you know, goes without saying, are virtually impenetrable at home. But all Mike Leach does was come in for the first time ever and uh, take down that uh, that Moniker boy. They, he was just, uh, he had his team ready, well conditioned, mentally tough, physically tough. The defense was off the charts under their uh, defensive coordinator, Arnett. It was just a great game to watch. And just so, so happy to see Mike Leach do as well as he did against the LSU Tigers. So, it, well, guess what, LSU? And guess what, SEC? Wake up and smell a coffee. You're going to have to contend with that offense, that air raid offense that Mike Leach uh, has brought to s- Mississippi State, and of course it's been executed by a tremendous athlete and a very and a great quarterback and pro- probably a projected and who knows now? Uh, now there's talk about KJ Costello be even being mentioned for uh, for a possible Heisman Trophy candidate, and uh, you know if he continues the way he is, the kind of passing that he's able to do, and the kind of system that Mike Leach runs, oh man. It, 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 KJ Costello could set records that will last forever, for a long time, not forever, but for a long time in the SEC. I mean, look how long Eric Zyers from Georgia lasted since 1993, 544 yards passing against uh, Southern Mississippi. So, 27 years. And uh, I hate to say this, but I got to be honest here, I mean, KJ Costello's passing ability is uh, tenfold better than Eric Zyers' passing ability was, I'm sure. So, it's going to be very exciting for the SEC. It's going to be very different. For the SEC and uh, and Mike and Mike Leach, it brings a, a brand of football that has never been seen before in the SEC. So get ready, SEC. You have now been introduced to Mike Leach and his vaunted offense, uh, led by the uh, outstanding grad transfer of KJ Costello at the quarterback position. So um, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be new. It's going to be. A, uh, and once again the reason why i wanted to give recognition to mike leach and kj costello was because they came from the pac-12 they're pac-12 if you want to call it alumni so uh, i just thought that would be a, a great a great way to give them some recognition and of course we we're very much looking forward to the pac-12 football season now it's going to begin on november 6th so there you go everyone that kind of sums it up for my uh, my uh, my show for today I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, If you have any questions or comments, as I said, please go to sportspack12.com, click down the Contact Us button, and uh, shoot me your question or shoot me your comment. And as I said, I'll get back to you as quickly as possible. So that sums it up. Once again, in closing, I want to congratulate Mike Leach and his Mississippi State Bulldogs. And congratulations to quarterback KJ Costello with a record-setting day in his first performance in the SEC conference. So until next time, everyone, have a great week. Enjoy the uh, Pac-12 conference when it begins on November 6th. And I'll look forward to uh, chatting with you again next time. Have a great week. Take care of yourself. Be safe. And see you next time. Good night, everyone.